<laughs> Absolutely. I, I did participate in corruption. <laughs> Which is the most Arab thing about it. <laughs> and you know what? You had to go to America to do it. Yeah. <laughs> My parents are proud of me. <laughs> living glam, living rough, living with Jonathan and Katie. Hi. Hi. Welcome to living with Jonathan and JD. <laughs> JD. Welcome to living with two sluts who are sick. We are sick. We're sitting across the room from each other, even though we probably have the same viral I know. infection. We just, it's disgusting because we don't ever like to admit weakness. Weakness is gross. That's true. And mortality is disgusting. Absolutely. So if you, yourself. Like when the Black Plague hit. Um, Remember? When it came into Northern Spain at the time. Oh my God. That, that was, was my favorite summer. <laughs> that was great. We were over in Santander and in Bilbao. Um, but some people did survive. And I guess those are like immortals those were the people who we gave the virgin blood to (laughs) but don't worry we got 27 year old male virgin blood um and we made sure that they were like really filthy people like like roman soldiers like roman soldiers were the colonizers so they were there they were the terrible ones um when a man was knighted was he given a title why are you asking me because you would remember, I was drunk for all of the 1500s. You were, you were drunk for all of Europe during <laughs> the all of Middle Europe. Ages. Yeah. Honey, you know that. Yeah. In Those were my ale cl- days. Yeah, in order to get you clean, that's why we had to come to the Americas. <laughs> it was a new world. You're like, honey, new world, new life. We're going to start over for you. Yes. There's people here you haven't slept with. <laughs> There's kings here you haven't slept with. Um, um, but no, I was thinking, like, did they call you like Knight Jonathan? They don't. Oh, no, it's Sir. What am I talking sir, about? Yeah. Duh. And then you so like ta- Sir Ian McKellen, yeah. he's, a, he's an actual knight. Yeah. So there are knights walking around, but I think they're mostly award-winning actors now. It really is. <laughs> yeah. That and um, you told me that my liege is a duke. No, 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 or no. Lord. I heard on this episode of Craig Ferguson when he still had his show, when that awful, awful movie, The Other Boleyn Girl, was coming out, <laughs> starring Natalie Portman and Scarlett Johansson, two currently problematic white I did I saw that movie and all I remember is that it seemed like the costume director stopped at their hair like their hair was not done it was just long and straight and I was like that doesn't feel right to me right um also it is very funny that they're both in a movie together to me because of course, Scarlett Johansson has since become famous for being like, I'm Asian. Yeah. And if I want to be trans. black <laughs> and if I want to be a tree, I can. <laughs> and then Natalie Portman recently, did you see why everyone wanted to cancel her recently? No, it wasn't. She wore to the Oscars this like beautiful like Dior cape. That oh, had, yeah. Like, the women directors of the of the of this past film season like embroidered into it. And of course, famously, um, Greta Gerwig was snubbed at the Oscars. And there's, of course, like a big like discrepancy in like male versus female stuff. But um, people were like, that's all great. Great for you for for wearing that cape. We agree with that. Why hasn't your production company hired a single female director? And everyone was like, and then there's like, there's actually her production company hired one female director. Guess who it was? Who? Natalie Portman. (laughs) (laughs) So people were just like, girl, this is the type of activism and liberalism that no one likes because it's like fake. If that were us at the Oscars, (laughs) we would have matching capes, but they would be embroidered with the names of our enemies. (laughs) Absolutely. That's what she should have done. And it would just be like, what? Like, iconic names that you know they don't need a last name you know what i mean a lot well a lot of them they didn't it would just be like um the richies the richies (laughs) they know which ones they are yeah um i feel like we are 
so delusional. We are sick right now. I don't think we've ever opened the door to each other looking more busted. I know. Um, I look like one of those people who goes to Alaska to work in the cannery for seven months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those Where I'm guys- just like, hey, it's me. It's me. Bradley. I don't know. I don't know why my name would be that and why I'm Brad. Southern. And then you looked like, you looked like, um, do you remember Bram Stoker's Dracula directed by <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola? You sent me that for horrible oh, yeah. image before. It's like a, the whitest woman with like blood, blood in her eyes. Yeah. Well, you like look like her while she's turning into a vampire. Yeah. So she was still human. So she would like answer the door and she would look like, she's very pretty, but she was sick, right? Yeah. So she'd answer the door and they'd be like, Daisy. And she'd be like, Hello, Colonel, or whatever, Colonel. <laughs> Hello, Colonel. I said Colonel. <laughs> Hello, Colonel. Come in and leave your big knife on the table. <laughs> like, you're just, like, coughing up stuff. Um, today on the show, we have Ramsey Badawi. Ramsey Badawi. Um, a delightful very funny comedian. friend of the show, member of the coven. Ramsey is Palestinian. He grew up in Orange County, but... We want to talk to him about how he went from being someone whose family's from Palestine and growing up in Orange County to then suddenly becoming like Republican, kind of leaving behind his Arabness and Palestinianness and entering into like a weird like becoming a white man, like tr- him trying to become a, a white man for for a summer yeah. and <laughs> my summer as a white, um, and then finding his way from that uh, polar vortex into the next one, which is like fairly centrist liberal um comedian who you know see he i mean it's honestly like his whole story of becoming a man because he did say something very interesting during the podcast of like he saw things in like polar um viewpoints a lot you know extreme viewpoints yeah and then now he sees things in a much more nuanced way and it's very interesting because you know we don't hear a lot from people who are palestinian especially artists you know, Especially I had no idea artists like Ramsey. No, I had Ramsey's no idea what Palestine gay, even but... was until our podcast. Really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You've known Ramsey for 12 years, for 12, for 15 years. You're like, One of my oldest it? friends. I thought you were Latino. Le- no. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, enjoy this entertaining episode with the delightful Ramsey Badawi. For those of you who don't remember me, my name is Ramsey. <laughs> I, uh, it's a good name. I like that name. It's a strong name, you know? I don't like it in customer service situations, though, because it sounds like a lot of things, you know? Like, I was at Starbucks recently, and the barista was like, hey, uh, what's your name? You know, for the cup? And I was like, uh, Ramsey. And she went, ooh, Ramsey's like the king? <laughs> And I was like, uh, nope, it's uh, just Ramsey. And she went, ooh, Randy, like Randall? <laughs> and I was just like, uh, nope, uh, just Ramsey, like a slain child beauty queen, John Benet Ramsey. It's <laughs> the only thing I could think of. <laughs> The barista, she was like 19. She was like, who's John Benet Ramsey? I was like, go get two cups of coffee. I got a story to tell you. <laughs> Guys, we have such a delightful, wonderful, 
friend of the show. Uh, he is a hilarious comedian. Um, he's Middle Eastern. We're going to get into that. There's so much tea to spill about that. You mentioned that before any accomplishment or credit that he did. Well, it it's is important. An accomplishment. Well, it matters to me. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, for some of us, you find it as an accomplishment. It's an accomplishment to survive in these times. Um, he well, is yeah. the host of the Worst Hour of the Week podcast. You can catch it on YouTube. Please welcome Ramsey Badawi. Yay. Thank, Thank you for you being so here, Ramsey. Oh, can you do the Thank Shakira? <laughs> I can't do it, man. My mom, oh my God, dude, every single. You had the best tweet. Did about Shakira that. even do it right? She did not. She no. did not. She looked like she was trying to. Because, yeah, yeah. she did what I just did. Yeah. Where I was just she looked like she was trying to lick a, a, a like an ice cream cone that was like yeah. dripping really fast. It's yeah. a very complicated sound and not a sound uh, I necessarily associate with anything pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's very embarrassing. My mom would do that. All the time because that's yeah. part of the tradition. Here's the weird thing: there, it's like you'll do it at a you'll do it at a high school graduation. Yeah. You'll do it at a wedding, but you'll also do it at a funeral, which is very <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> well, I laugh at all three, so it always is good for me. I guess that's what it is. It's it, sort of that, you it, know. It. Uh, what is it called technically? In Arabic, it is zagret. Like it's like that. You got It's sort of. A and lot does that of translate to z- anything? Zagret. Is it a yeah. sound? Zagret? It's more of a sound. Yeah. Okay. It's more of a sound, and it's it does. I guess it translates to. Uh, it's like celebrating, kind of. It's like it's celebrate like celebration times. Call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you yeah. say you know you know she was zagret. You know, you're like, oh, she was doing the sound for celebration or whatever. She was popping off. Yeah. Popping I mean, Ameri- like white Americans have their sounds, too, because every every graduation, you every graduation or wedding, you always hear some like sister or dad or something going like, oh, 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 oh. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's that true. like, very, but, and it's yeah. a very like white thing oh, to course, do. Of course. I've never seen a black person go like, oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a very good point. So. There was the... Oh, that, is, yes. that is that. And, it, that. Yes. and the Mexicans, it's an air horn at the com- community actually, college graduation. Or, or like a straight up scream. Like, have you ever been No, like, you have a grito. Ay, ay, yeah. Like I actually yeah. took you it to my friends in high school because this really would have made me feel so much better. You would have felt seen. <laughs> I literally was like, well, nobody has anything embarrassing going on. <laughs> it's just me. I just not only have my mom like dressed in like covered her head and stuff. Oh. She's also doing the sounds. Great. Dude. Like- <laughs> and that's at Ralph's, right? But um, it is crazy. Like a lot of like, because it was a very like Latino Super Bowl, but a lot of famous Latinos like Sama Hayek, Shakira, what was that dude like Damien, um, Damien Shavir or whatever. They're all like Latinos from Latin America who are half Middle Eastern. Yeah. You know, like half uh, Saudi Arabian, half Iranian. You know what I mean? It's, it's very odd. Yeah, they get the famous ones are all half Arabic. There are certain mm. tracks. Uh, there's uh, like there's I know that there's there's a big population in uh, Argentina. There's a, a uh, the huge population I learned of Palestinians in El Salvador. Hmm. There are certain. Um, yes, I saw that. That was really odd. Yeah, I believe the president of El Salvador actually has Palestinian heritage, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, so you guys do a lot of collabs. We do a lot of collabs. <laughs> you know what it is? I'm serious. It's the it's uh like. Latino culture and Middle Eastern culture both have like a kind of a leftism bend to it, which is like unity, solidarity. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's the same type of honor kind of stuff. Yeah, that like it translates well to the to the like from refugee to the land that they've you know sought refuge in. So there's like I know a lot of Lebanese Argentinian people who also like it's like you know this Che Guevara kind of like fight you know yeah sort of thing. 
You guys have a lot of fight in you. Well, we that, have a lot of fight in us. <laughs> well, that brings us to the subject we were talking about today. Yes. We um, we do love Ramsey. I came up with Ramsey 100 million years ago in um, the county of Orange. But uh, he obviously, if you can't tell from the name, which he has some great bits about his name. Oh, boy. Uh, boy. You're making me sound boy, so bad. we're going to cut this in. <laughs> um, no, you are Palestinian. And yeah. we wanted to just talk about how, not just that you're Palestinian, but I have always just been fascinated that you you know, grew up Muslim and then became the president of the college Republicans yeah. at a university in Orange County, California. Well, the name of the organization was that actually the... Young Americans for Liberty. <laughs> and you also don't hear a yeah, lot so... about like Palestinian representation in show business because I feel like that word, it oh, can boy. even be such like a hot button word. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Um, immediately, sometimes people swing to okay, you're anti-Jewish. And it's like, okay, yeah. relax. You can't even you get know. near the word. Right. Yeah, it's really challenging. I, I I, know that there are words that make people feel uncomfortable in every environment, and then you take it into a comedy club and it makes people feel even more uncomfortable. Because it's just, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's That's so loaded. Interesting. Well, let's ask you, what is your, like, Jonathan, what do you know about Palestine? Um, Palestine um was the land that is like currently Israel before the UN kind of um, allowed a lot of Jewish people to return there and then pushed a lot of Palestinians um, into these different sections. Um, And there's been a lot of fighting between the Israelis and the Palestinians over the land that they hold. And there's like a big discrepancy in power where um, some Palestinian terrorist movements will use like crude, bombs and explosive devices, but then the Israeli government will use like full-on tanks. Yeah, um, it's pretty bad. It's, yeah. it, and it's, I, it's a good Michael Bay movie. Yes. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It is a very cool place to, <laughs> to grow up Rachel. if you're a transformer. Yes. But other than that. And they, and they also, I, I also um, know um, a really great piece of work that focused on like the Jewish and Palestinian conflict, which was this, miniseries on Sundance Channel called The Honorable Woman with Maggie Gyllenhaal who played a British Jewish woman whose family was responsible for making artillery to help, you know, decimate the Palestinian community. When she, when her parents were murdered, she decided to turn the company around and like stop making that type of weaponry and then start to bridge the gap between like Jewish people and Palestinians, which of course is like the conflict of the series because everyone is literally like, fuck you and your family. You know what I mean? Uh, Because uh, so that is, that's pretty much all I know. And what uh, you told me when we were at Cafecito, when I was researching you for the roast battle. Oh yeah. 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 That was a really good, like, previously on Palestine. <laughs> it's a great, it, it is a great um, uh, series because she gets, she she has a, a baby with a with a man, or, well, she gets raped by a Palestinian man. So I don't know if it shows, I, mean, I don't know if it shows Palestinians in the greatest light, but it also shows Jewish people in a diabolical light because they, it, it actually shows both sides uh, really, really awful, so. Now, this is my question. Pre-even Palestine. Because as we know, like I'm a witch, I was raised godless, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. purely yeah. with Satan. Yes. Um, why does that land matter? What is yeah. there? Also, sorry if anything I said sounded so ignorant. I'm sure. It oh no, it was. was all pretty. I mean, you know, I I would say in a fair, to be as fair as possible, um, that pri- so Palestine, uh, there were many Jewish um, migrants. Uh, throughout, you know, all of the the uh, you know 1900s, um, 
it's just after World War II. Are you guys familiar with the experiment? Do you guys remember Rahm Emanuel, who was Barack Obama's chief yes. of staff? Or whatever? Oh, yeah. yeah. And his brother, Ari. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. You guys remember. Yeah, He's the looming guy. shadow in everyone's lives yes. in LA. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> Do not piss him off. Yeah. <laughs> it's why I haven't made it yet. <laughs> I, I blame... A very it all goes date. back no, to him. <laughs> But he had that um, uh, Rami Emanuel had that whole like never waste a crisis thing, which I think mm-hmm. is still, which I think is a is, is actually you know relatively good advice. And so I think that that's that's what I, I would say that there wasn't so much a pushing out of the Palestinian people that w- there wasn't a a ton of intentional sort of direction until the mid you know it was like nineteen you know twenties thirties forties. That's when it started to get a little bit more direct, but. Um, it, it really did. It was after the Holocaust for obvious reasons that they were able to really get the political momentum necessary to get everything done to be established as a state. You know, they got supported by the West and through that were able to pretty, they, and also they fought very incredible. Like they, they won, I used to do a joke about this, but they won a war in six days. It was over on all six sides. (laughs) We started, it was like, you started the war and then everybody was, was home Sunday. Yeah. Like war is over. (laughs) We lost. That's really more of a joke about how defeatist Palestinians yeah. are. We yeah. are such babies. So we were like, you know what? We're, we're done. done. Clock out. We did not. <laughs> Nobody we told up. us anything about seven days. We said six and we're out. In and out. Um, but but yeah. so why is it such a contested area even pre that? So Jerusalem is, worth, is sort of. It's, Who it's, is she? Jerusalem. <laughs> you know, I never know. It's a lot of things. I'll, I'll say this. It's also, it's also, you know, uh, I, I don't discount the desire of the Jewish people to have a homeland. Mm-hmm. I think they went through many an atrocious thing <clears throat> in history. And so there is that that makes things a little bit more challenging where it's like, I don't know if necessarily every <clears throat> Jewish Israeli person is is necessarily like it needs to be here in Israel. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them are more like there just needs to be a place. Yeah, right. Aren't you the one? Isn't you? Don't you have the joke that God double booked the property? God double, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that is, he's that the is worst correct. Airbnb host. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one star <Yeah>. God. <laughs> it seems like a rookie move. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Well, uh, both are ancient people, so it is like a young God who did that. He's like, I'm sorry, and then he just blew up from there. <laughs> So growing yeah. up, so you, um, what was your first memory of being Palestinian? Well, wait, oh, yeah. I, I oh, do want to answer yeah. finish this yeah. question because it's an important one. So yeah. then, right, if you want to talk the Jerusalem beef, there's mm-hmm. a Jerusalem beef because it, you have three religions at play and all of them believe Jerusalem is somehow in their empire. Mm-hmm. And so that factors in uh, in a lot of ways because not only do you have specifically where the Dome of the Rock is, I believe there was like a temple that was like uh it used to be there and then the is, that, is it Dwayne the rock johnson's temple? <laughs> temple yes absolutely by the way is that hack sorry. first person i've ever heard make that joke oh, okay sorry i'll cut it out to you i'm embarrassed <laughs> it's an instinct it's your instinct it's no it's fine i say don't cut out bad jokes <laughs> no it's who we are Com- you, compile them i do the same we do the same thing on my pocket we make it very clear that there's there's a lot of bad jokes <laughs> yeah. and in fact we highlight the worst one and put do it you? at the end of the episode that's great yeah. um once that temple goes down, the Jewish people are supposed to rebuild their temple. And once they rebuild their temple, Jesus comes back. Okay. And then that's sort of what brings the Christianity thing into the mix. And that's why the West is, or at least specifically America, is able to raise so much money for Israel. Because you have a lot of people in this country who are like, hey, if the 
Jews aren't in Israel. Jesus doesn't come back. And that's so crazy because it's like, besides that, so many like um, waspy, like Anglo-American people. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about Jewish people and historically haven't. So it's like, it's just so weird that they're just like, we're just like, you keep the property so that nobody comes and breaks the windows and then we'll come back. Right. Sure. That's the idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I know people think I sound very ignorant and I am because again, I was not raised with Christianity. So it's so bizarre to me. You, um, my girlfriend is also like that as well in that she is, it's just nothing. None of the story. You don't know anything about Abraham or like, what that's I, f- I feel like an alien like i do feel weird yeah i i'm cath i i grew up catholic but then i went to a christian school which had more of a pentecostal bent and i do have to say catholics uh like mexican catholicism cares m- more in terms of stuff that's um not pertinent to mexico like in europe cares more about the vatican and the pope like i heard more stuff about that growing up than about necessarily jerusalem and israel it wasn't until going to a christian school and it being exposed to that type of christianity not catholicism that i heard so much about jerusalem and all the stuff that you were talking like um, comes rushing back to me and how important Jerusalem is it's and stuff. Bizarre. I'm like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> that's, Isn't that yeah. so bizarre that they're literally teaching children in a in a school in Los Angeles? They're saying you gotta know about Jerusalem and how important it is. What? Yeah. Why? So now you have people growing up with this weird idea, and whether they it has nothing to do with us. Yeah. Jerusalem has. I have no stake in Jerusalem Without or Israel or Palestine. But yeah. you walked around for at least what probably a, a 70 years subconsciously thinking you did have a state. Oh yeah. I was like saved for officially for five years being yeah. like, literally I stand with Israel, like that type of stuff. Yeah. 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 It's important. Yeah. It's an important part of like the, especially that's so funny. Yeah. And you just, you realize like, you're like, it's so crazy right. that there are, there's a guy right now who can't get diabetes medication because somebody in a youth group in Los Angeles believes that they stand with Israel Right for G- you yeah. know for Jesus's return or whatever not even uh, for a good reason if yeah. you were like hey I'm part of the knock the tower down thing and re- I can kind of get behind that yeah. that that side of things <laughs> right but the part where you're like this weird outsider like because the Christian role in this whole nonsense is like oh we're gonna get them we're gonna get the animals to fight and once they fight Jesus comes back and we get to go to our God and like leave them on a- it's a wow. we- it's creepy yeah. I hate it very interesting it is it is very yeah. much like that like there. It, it seems so weird because um, Jerusalem seems like a very uh, Jewish and Palestinian place. And of course they have like, I heard like a Christian quarter, right? Yeah. And very friendly, by the way, lots of like, lots of friend, like they're so cool with each other out there. Right. Mm-hmm. But it almost seems like Christians there are neutral comparatively. Sure. You know, but it almost seems like, yeah, they're almost like sitting on the sidelines or egging people on. You know what I mean? Like it's not, um, and then when you grow up a little bit or you kind of leave your religion, especially Christianity, and you see videos of what's happening to Palestinian families and, and kids, you go, oh, yeah, that weird like Israeli flag I put on MySpace that said I stand with Israel. <laughs> sure. You're like, you're like, why did I do that? Because why are you taking sides? This is a super complicated issue. Sure. And, you know, you're basically standing with a government that's supported by our government, my own government, that are, you know, basically being very imperialistic and very um, violent, you know? And right or wrong, I guess the part that I always find is like, right or wrong, I don't care about how, what anybody believes. I would like to see whatever the logic you got to 
you know, to, to get to that conclusion. And whether you were right or wrong, you were definitely too young and too uninformed to have such a, a standpoint. And now there are right. so many other people like you and so many other people who have my standpoint or the same way, right? right? They, they don't know anything else. There are people, I'm sure, growing up in the Bay Area right now who've never for one second considered the possibility that there are good Israelis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. there are some liberal, like, progressive, like, there's no way there's good Israelis. And they're, they're just... It's impossible, right? Yeah. So it's just a, it's so complicated, and it's right. so weird that they that that they give everybody in this country a stake at it at a young age, and it makes people. There are people who I know who are like, I have no inclination for religion in me at all. I think Greg Geraldo used to have this great bit about it, which was <laughs> yeah. like, the reason why Americans like Israelis more is because they're not on the top, they're not on the news going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It just, it just. An American sees that and they go like, you know what? I don't know what that person's doing. I don't like it I like at all. It makes thing. me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. This other guy kind of looks white. I like that. You know? <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, no, it's true because so many, um, That that is another thing to bring into it is race does party with religion when it comes to the world's viewpoint of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict because so many people, not everyone, I'm generalizing, but so many people who who, Jewish people who came back to Israel or or went went to Israel post World War II um, were European Jewish people, and a lot of them are white. You know, sure. obviously there are black Jews and brown Jews, but um, that image does matter, especially to like racist societies like America. We're like, yeah. oh, whoever the whiter one is, or even or even just going like, th- th- it's so funny you say that. A lot of them, there's a lot of European Jews, but then there's also a lot of like nor- North African Jews. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Jews in sort of the Arabian Peninsula, Ethiopian. Yeah, they all. Yeah. And in fact, like they all, if you really do look at like an Israeli and like a, what is it, Sephar- a Sephardic Jew and like a Palestinian, you'll go oh, like, yeah. they look. I have a joke about this as well. They all sort of look like Drake. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I had uh, I took this uh, a, a shout out to Tova Goodman, who's uh, my former prom date. She was a Sephardic Jewish girl, and people would always call her like a fucking Arab, you yeah. know, because she looked North African and totally. very very brown. People yeah. would also like call her like a spick because she could all- very easily be Latina. Yeah, both her parents are very brown. She d- she's not like an Ashkenazi Eastern European yeah, Jew, yeah. and it's just very. It always made me think like, oh, you do look a lot like how a lot of Palestinians look. You my, know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my my and I. So I think that there's a lot of people who live in this country who don't know anything about. Uh, the particular issue and they and they they think like oh Jewish like Woody Allen like that right it's a different it's like oh no it's a different I it's a different model it's a different model my girlfriend's Jewish and so my parents who I have never told my parents that she's that they're she's just she's not really Jewish so I always go like it's just not worth worth the combo you know what I mean so you've never told them no because they met her they know she's not you know they know she's white you know yeah but I've never said it because I just kind of go like she doesn't really like it's not it's her thing. not the version that they're thinking if of. i was dating a woman who was like no i'm jewish and like all that stuff is super important to me i would go like all right like let's i guess have the conversation yeah, yeah. but i'm not gonna have i'm not gonna break my father's heart <laughs> what so what if <laughs> if and if, when you tell them what do you think will happen no 
you know what? Nothing. <laughs> I, here's here's what I would like to happen. Yes. I would like them to get to know her a little bit better mm-hmm. and realize she's a really wonderful person. And then when they when they do find out, they go like, well, our, you know, on the deathbed, they'll be like, well, it turns out you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. And then they go in <laughs> this beautiful way that I, I, their last words are about it. your girlfriend. <laughs> and then you write your screenplay and yeah. you win best original. And it turns screenplay. out, yeah. yeah, my dad changed his mind yeah. after all the years. It's a beautiful story. I've got it up here. Not, I mean, they're not going to, they would never change their their point of view on her. I just, it's delicate. You have to understand. You're talking about, they yeah. don't, my parents don't understand what the idea of a secular Jewish person is. Like, if I go, like, she's Jewish, they'll go, like, oh, my God, like, so so she must, like, who, who turns on her lights on Saturday? Like, oh, it's oh, like, oh. Right, right, like right. that hardcore. Yeah, yeah. they don't yeah. know. Like, the, they would, the idea of Jon Stewart would blow their brains. <laughs> like, there's just people who are just, like, that's it. They're just Jewish. They don't, they're not that thrilled about thing. it. Yeah. Not, you know? Like, they don't believe in it. So, I think to them, I need to, like, I wish I could educate them, and I can't. Yeah. But I think I will slowly kind of get there. I, as they get older, they are inevitably getting a little bit closer to me. I think you kind of have like a bell, bell curve relationship with your parents mm. where there's like mm-hmm. a big chunk in the middle where you don't see each other and then at the end and in the beginning, it's like, you know. Interesting. But as they get older, I, 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 tr- I anticipate that he'll learn some of these things because he's getting a little cooler. I feel like you need to make like a children's book but for your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's because you make them cooler almost you know what i mean you're right because they get to know you as a grown man now agreed and that really changes and also like the older you get ideally they say even in like nazi germany like the average age of an ss officer was 21 you can't get older people to think that black and whitely so the older and longer you live the more nuanced there is and you see how gray the world is can you imagine a 35 year old suicide bombing are you fucking (laughs) kidding me (laughs) they need impressionable malleable minds yeah like I have like um, my nephew who like is like a conservative Mexican American Latino who like is trying to be a cop and like he is 21 and I'm just kind of like when I I can barely stand him when I when I listen to him talk I'm like you're a fucking moron you don't you don't even try to see things from other people's perspectives and not even other people's perspectives from your own culture Mm. there's so many people who are Mexican American like you who do not view the world like you yeah um and it's just very odd and I'm like I hope by the time he's 35 he does not have such staunch views on things let me tell you some more nuance that was i you want me to i'm ghost of christmas future him if you want me to go talk to him i I was when i was 21 i literally thought i was all about like small government i was all about the conservative point of view i thought like western thinking was the only way that one should approach because i watched a lot of negative things happen in the middle east because of i think honestly all, all of it is islam I realize as I've gotten older, but when I was younger, I think I thought it was like, I couldn't quite separate being an Arab from being a Muslim. Which, well, that's hard, right? Because it's, it's like being Mexican Catholic. They're like quite integrated. It's actually e- even more integrated than that. Because that's, gr- that's a great example. I, but- I would agree it was more integrated because there are definitely like um, Mexican Jewish people who are very Mexican, like Chris, right? Mm-hmm. But would still be Jewish, you yeah. know what I mean? So, and Chris and, is Jewish, and the religion yeah. of Arab, uh, the religion of of, of uh, Islam is so fundamentally built on the language of Arabic. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, well, you would not know this, but in Islam, they say like the only way that you can really read the Quran is in Arabic. You yeah. can't really read it. Like, they'll go, you can translate it in English, but it doesn't make any sense. It's not the that. real word. Yeah. So, so what you've done with that whole thing is you've when you created like a preferred sort of ethnic group. So it's very right. It's, it's very ethnocentrist. Wow, it's tribal. That, that it's very is tribal. such a good point about the Arabic um, instilling that 
it's so bound to Islam and those are so together because Christianity is the opposite. They've translated it like Catholicism. Totally. They've translated it to yeah. so many different languages. There are very devout Brazilian Catholics and, and Asian Catholic, you know what I mean? Like they've translated and it's, it's all about the word, not really the language. Yes. And that's so different from what you just said. One, well, listen, there, the Islam is, has a lot of different ways of solving problems than a lot of those other religions. do. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if they were all clubs, like Christianity and Catholicism is like very, they're like a lame, thirsty, like Vegas club that's like trying to get you to come in and giving you like free drink tickets. Sure. Uh -huh. And then, but Islam is like so exclusive. I mean, it's like, a, it's like a club in the 2000s where it's like, bitch, you cannot get in unless X, Y, and Z. But you know, you know yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what though, it's also, but Islam, the reason why it, it appeals to some people is it's also very much like, uh, it's not, re you know what, in your club example, it's a weird coffee shop that serves beer <laughs> <laughs> and people like to talk about weird fucking ideas <laughs> like islam yeah. is so much about like you don't understand like it's like unity and it's all about like so their whole islam's big goal is like a lot of it's very political it's a lot about domination and it's a, mm. that's what isis's whole thing is about is like it's about in the quran it says there needs to be this whole chunk of land that belongs to only muslims mm. and sort of like we're establishing that yeah and so um it, yeah it, it, the thing about a lot of people don't realize is how important the Arabic culture is to Islam. Mm -hmm. And it, unlike, it's like, you, do you ever, you ever hear the concept of how language is, uh, is like communicating uh, cultural concepts. Sure, yeah. It's like, there are so many things that are loaded in there that just, they don't even make any sense in the Western language, in the Western sort of. Give culture. me an example of an insult. Of an insult in Islam. Yeah. Okay. And what's um, the translation? Boy, I'm trying to think of, of what, what are the, you know, what's weird. My parents, uh, as emotionally abusive as they were, never were people who would like, oh, also they go, yeah, Jash, which means you mule. <laughs> That's a classic. That's classic. Yeah, you know. That's like I, a good is one. Is there an interesting way to say I love you? Is it like, you know, like my heart is in my hands for you or something? I'm, sh I, I, you know what? I've never, that you, one well, I don't Well, you've never know. heard those words before. My so parents you have never know. expressed any <laughs> affection for one another ever. Well, let's talk about your childhood. I actually think, and I know I'm about to sound like probably every girl you've ever dated, but I actually think Arabic is really beautiful. <laughs> It is beautiful. Well, can I say this? It is beautiful. It, it, it you know what? Lovely. I went on this huge tangent, and I wanted to bring it back to the point of talking about your your uh, your nephew. Is it? Oh yeah. So I had a big problem with that in my early twenties, which is I couldn't quite figure out what the good and what the bad was in right. my culture, and I wanted to wholeheartedly reject it. Your nephew might look at Latino culture and see things he doesn't like, and and not be able to like cut out the part where he goes like. You don't get what government did to like, you know, certain types of gerrymandering affected these people in this way, and it yeah. created funds to go this. You, they don't see the bigger. Yeah, picture. he calls like fucking paisas like more like um, Latinos that are more closer to Mexico and and who are more like countrymen, uh, country folk of Mexico. Yeah, calls them like fucking savages, just like his dad. He he basically is like a little mini dad. He doesn't think um, on his own. I get that. And it that's what I'm saying. So it's yeah. like, it's very simplistic. It's very one dimensional. And unfortunately, he has all of the energy of a 21 year old yeah. to really have these opinions. And that's what I was doing. I, I got into politics when I was like 20 and I like was running political campaigns by the time I was like 22. I had like a really crazy high paying job before I graduated from college, like running one of the most important state assembly races in all of California. Ramsey is like such an interesting person and comedian because everybody else is like 
a loser. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've done nothing. And Ramsey's always like, I was fixing elections before I fucking <laughs> met you. <laughs> like you are truly like a what like not Manchurian kid. I don't know. You're a shadow puppet gover- government person. Yeah. <laughs> you really did teach me a lot. Cause I think one time you were like, I don't you were saying you didn't vote in something and I was like being all like I was like, that's your Arab cynicism. And you were like, I fucking ran Orange County like <laughs> government rough, things. Yeah. Like I know what's up. Um but how did you go? Okay, wait, so first of all, really quick. How old were you when 9-11 happened? I was uh, in seventh grade, so probably 11 or 12. 12. I and don't think that's relevant to that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it completely turns off. Where's <laughs> um, our cancel button? Um, how did that, did you personally experience a very black, like a very quick switch on suddenly feeling self-conscious about being? Uh, well, Arab? that's when it's. That's when it really like I, I would say that um, it was confusing the day 9-11 happened. Like I remember being that kind of kid who was just kind of like, well, before let's get all the facts in on the ground yeah. <laughs> like at school. Like, let's not say it was any, we don't know yet. It yeah. could have been a lot of um, and it really did shake me. It really did make me realize like, huh, this is kind of weird. This is not what I thought. Although I will say this and I've never really thought about it until until right now, but I did kind of see the brewings of that. Like when I would go and I would spend time in the Middle East, the way my uncles and stuff would talk and they were always talking about these like operations and these people were doing X, Y, Z and they knew the names of these like terrorist organizations that I had never heard about in America. Yeah. And when that plane hit in 9-11, I remember feeling like, oh wow, my worlds just literally collided with each other. Like for, you know. Wow. That's wow. really interesting. So I finally was like, now everybody kind of knows all the shit that, that, that they're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not crazy And anymore. to be clear, that is not, <laughs> because all your uncles were terrorists is because <gasps> yeah, they were yeah. immersed in the world well yeah and, of course <laughs> right correct yeah of course of course well I lost Ramsey's <laughs> watching it and then cue the curve enthusiasm music <laughs> <laughs> the towers are falling down. Like, uh oh, <laughs> my life. I know. Sorry, That's to make awful. This, sorry. sorry to make this about me. <laughs> no, but that is yeah, that and is. You did, so. And you grew up. You were, but you were born in America, and you grew up every summer, like going to Palestine. Yeah, for from summers. from when I was uh, young. When I was like like as young as two, I was like, you know, my, yeah. my parents would talk about flying with me as a baby and spending time there. And then I would do it every like year or year and a half kind of thing. And I would, I would spend like three or four months down there, man. And it was, it was like, I lived there. I knew the channels. I knew the streets. I knew, you know, yeah, all that stuff. And can you explain to us, uh, the geography of Palestine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Palestine is uh, like when you say geography, you mean just in terms of like what's the weather like, what what's it like? Oh no, like, meaning where, um, where what section is Palestine? Yeah, what where is where is it in its current state yeah. right now versus what's considered Israel? Gotcha. Right. So in Israel, if you're looking at Israel, the shark tooth, right? Mm-hmm. Like think about that little shark tooth looking thing. Um, Palestine is uh, is um, th- divided into two parts. So there's the Gaza Strip, which is closer to North Africa, like Egypt. It's, mm-hmm. In fact, that's why a lot of people who live in Gaza are, um, uh, they like they have like an Egyptian dialect of Arabic. They kind of look more Egyptian. They mm-hmm. look more North African. And then there's the West Bank, which is uh, located, they're not, con- they're not, contiguous so there there's a there's a uh, a lot of um, space between them and in terms of where Israel is at I think it's I read the other day you know uh, if you're looking at 100% of the country mm-hmm. Israel has like full control over something like 93% or whatever mm-hmm. some crazy number like yeah. that um, and so yeah I mean both landlocked no uh, attachment to any um, 
that's kind of a big deal, right? You can't trade. You can't get. That's why they can't get medicine in a lot of these places, is because uh, Israel has like enacted a blockade, so they can't. They're not letting medical you, supplies in you, and out. You can't even get it from other nations around the area. They control the. They control the border every single wow. which way. Yeah, there's no way where the Palestinians control anything. And can you go from the from Gaza to the West Bank? No. Uh-huh. Wow. Ramsey can't even fly. You can't fly into Israel. You're I cannot. Because I asked him, I wrote, of course, naively. I yeah. Think I was like, so if we went, could you just like t- take, you know, would you want to meet us there? And you were like, I can't go. You could like, so the thing is, is I, so I have a Palestinian citizenship, which is really sort of a, like holding a lottery ticket at this point. Mm. But it's like, uh, it's not, it's someday it might be worth something. And my parents actually... Uh, my this is so funny because my parents <laughs> they own a very significant amount of land there and so the thing is is like they're like this land if it ever becomes a state is going to be like worth a lot of money mm. so we would like our family to ha- we don't have really like a ton of things to pass on to you or whatever mm-hmm. and so basically they were like part of the stipulations of you being able to inherit this kind of stuff is that you have to be a Palestinian citizenship oh, you have okay. to be a Palestinian citizen Yeah, if you uh travel into israel as an american they won't let you have like a dual citizenship they'll cancel out your palestinian one okay so when i come through and i go through israel i go through as a palestinian i'm a second class citizen i'm not doing any like uh you know i don't get any special treatment no mud masks from the sea although i will say this this is the baddest ass thing it's very funny <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's it's my samantha jones in abu dhabi i mean yeah. in, uh, that was so sex of the city too i really loved yeah. it so i have to i wanted to stop on it for a second 90 percent of my israeli interactions are the guys at kiosks trying to put a mask on my face anyway go ahead uh there was like a couple of badass instances in uh where uh we would like flash the 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 u.s passport and it would be like very valuable. Mm. Like Israelis will will not harass you if they're about to start harassing you, and you pull that thing out. They're like, mm. "You're good to go." So there were a few moments of like, I remember like uh, one time we were going to miss a flight. We were like backed up, and one of the things that Israelis like to do is they really love. I mean, they are gaslighting the shit out of the Palestinians, man. It's crazy. So they love like um, when there's like a line, a blockade, or, or I'm sorry, a line at the um, at the what do you call that? A border. Mm-hmm. They'll just like hang out and play Sudoku and just like just let people sit for hours just in their mm. car waiting and waiting mm. and waiting. And so once we were just backed up and we were going to miss a flight, we were probably like four hours from the border. We were driving from Palestine to Jordan because you fly out of Jordan. There's no Palestinian airport, you know. Mm. And um, I remember like we were uh, we so we got out of, our, out of the car because the driver was like, you guys are American. You should go tell them up front that you guys have passports so let you go right through so me my mom and my younger brother got out and we were like walking towards them and they started waving their guns like away Mm. but i we were i was a kid and my mom is dumb (laughs) so my mom goes like i think they're waving us to come over oh god so we're like well this is you know we're like we'll just keep walking through oh god i can't i still get so mad at my mom this day because i'm like how could you you know when mom's the thing about moms that make no sense to me is they hold households together. Yeah. The most challenging concept ever. And then sometimes you'll just so step outside they and forget. they'll be like, are you allowed to touch a cop's gun? And you're like, mom, no, yeah. you can't. Yeah. My mom at the Grand Canyon got so close to the edge and then leaned her torso over when there's signs saying like, if you fall in, we're not liable. Yeah. There's no yeah. railing. And me and my dad were like, oh my God, like, please come back from the edge. And she was just like, I just kind of want to see down the wall of the great <laughs> I was like, 
Mom, please, I don't understand that. And to this day, I say, remember that? And she goes, I don't know why I did that. I just thought it'd be fun. I was like, that is literally, there was a sign right there, huge sign that she was showing an illustration of someone falling in doing exactly that i just did i couldn't understand it moms just do it i don't, I don't know if like having a child come out of you warps your sense of reality <laughs> and say, you're just like say, whatever or you're just like i'm a bad bitch i can survive anything yeah. grand canyons Pals- like, um, israelis with a gun <laughs> yeah it's such so tr- it's true look i it, it was just so funny the way she was so confident like let's go come on they want so they were they're still waving us off and we're walking and and i remember like and by the way we're, the setting in which we're walking picture a a road, and then picture what you think the Middle East looks just like. Desert, mm-hmm. Just desert, just sand. Hot, sa- wavy lines. Yeah. I don't even, they're yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we get uh, like maybe five more feet up, and then they like fucking charge us, and like three Israelis come out of nowhere that I've ne- I We didn't even know where they were from. How old were you? I was n- nine. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 10 or whatever, and, and they knock us down. Boom, you Arab dogs, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, yelling at us in broken Arabic because they all speak a little bit of Arabic there oh, or whatever. Wow. Like, you pieces of shit. Like, you thought you were going to do this and that. And then uh, we, like, we were down on the ground. And we were like, we're American, we're American. We showed them the uh, the passport or whatever. And then this guy, like, looked at it, the passport and he was like, oh, hey, I'm American. What's up, man? Like, <laughs> I'm Daniel. And, like, he shook my hand or whatever. And it was a very weird feeling. Uh-huh. Like, sorry about that. And he, like, kind of, like, got us up and, like, I just remember kind of like dusting myself off and being like, Ugh, I feel so, I feel so weird right now. Like, yeah, oh. I like he's, he's, he's let it, he let me get up because we both have the same piece of paper. Yeah. Like, what right. A weird thing. In that instance, it was like and a spell so quickly. broke and he suddenly saw you as human. He suddenly saw me yeah. as human. Oh, yeah. so he said, I'll never forget that. It's, it, it, it'll never just the way he said, Hey man, he like said, <laughs> man, <laughs> it was is- so like, it's like such an American identifier greeting. You yes, know? He, you know what? Yeah. Even my I saw him soften in a way that was so bizarre. Like yeah. he had these like intense like just fucking lines, and everything just relaxed. And even his hair, like it's like I, I remember seeing his hair like all of a sudden. You know, like uh. it was a bizarre experience. But that was like a really like weird way of showing like it was like I was working undercover or yeah. something. And like I'm like I'm good yeah. boys. You know. So wait, so no Palestinians are allowed to live in Israel proper. There are some, and okay. you can be, you can do it with like permit. There, and then there are some people who are referred to as Arab Israelis. They are not Palestinians. Okay, they were Arabs who agreed to live in Israel under Israel sovereignty way before, and they're sort of grandfathered in. Interesting. Got it. Okay, yeah. so they try to stay out of the conflict. They're sort of out, and they're kind. Of, they vote. They they could be pro Arab. They they tend to be pro Arab, and actually, like you know, any sort of benefits that occur with from Israel to the Arabs probably is is pretty. Um, you know, you can uh, attribute to them. They elect people to Congress or not Congress, uh, Parliament or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, it, they're they're. It's a complicated thing. That's the right. the thing. I, I it's a unfortunately yeah. a trite expression to use when right. referring to it, but it really is. What's the discrepancy in living standards between um, Gaza Strip, West Bank, and and the Israel? Um, depending on where you go, it ranges from. So Gaza Strip is like living um, 
in what I hear Tijuana is like a little bit. Actually, I take that back. Mm. Tijuana has a little bit more going on because there's a there's at least some tourism and some what like there's no money floating in the Gaza Strip, right. but it is like a pretty rough environment. I mean, it's it's dangerous. People are tunneling, like broken infrastructure. It's broken infrastructure, government corruption. Yeah. Like, even like the people who represent the Palestinians, there's a lot of corruption there because yeah. the Israelis can very easily buy off a lot of these people. Mm. Um, and and also by the way, not only can the Israelis, but then you know you have other superpowers that are like interfering as well you have yeah. hezbollah who's rooted through iran it's like it's such a fucking complicated yeah. mess over there and so um but the despair it's it's make no like there's no fucking question who's got it better over right. there i mean israeli uh, standard of life is really good compared to the palestinians now if you talk to an israeli about it they'll tell you that's the palestinians decision <laughs> and, and 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 i think mm. there's probably a couple of good arguments there as well you know um, why would you entertain that argument? Well, I would say that I would say that now I think now things are getting better. But I would say that there was a lot of, uh, you know, the Palestinian party and the Palestinian sort of group of people that my father grew up with would never entertain the idea of a female leader. Not that's not to say that they need a female leader or don't need a female leader or whatever. But look around the world. And look at countries that are successful and, and, and cultures that are successful and what are the best things that they all have together. And you'll see like, oh, like they seem to allow equality of gender and, and whoever and whatever. They let people, regardless of, of, of you know, sexual orientation, race, do yeah. whatever they want to do and blah, 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 blah. And you'll notice that that, that that follows with some success. And the Palestinians, I do think, are not doing a good enough job embracing some of those qualities. Mm -hmm. And if they did, if they started letting girls and stuff get in and, and, and start, you know, do engineering jobs, and I, I think, I suspect you would see a boom in their economy. So I think they have mm -hmm. some cultural problems. And, I'm, right. I, and that's always been an unpopular talking point from, uh, it's why a lot of, I find, I think a lot of Arab Muslims, and even like Muslim comics who are not Arab, are always a little rubbed the wrong way by me because I'm willing to talk about this stuff because I understand this stuff. Yeah. Right. And most importantly, you're wearing a coral pink shirt as you say it. <laughs> Thank you. Has yeah. your father seen pink. that? <laughs> he would just... He would die. <laughs> I mean, he's like I said, he's softened up a little bit. I, I'm sure I could talk him into it still being straight. That's good. <laughs> as long as I used those words. Yes, it's still straight. It's a man's pink, it's actually. It's a man's pink. It's not millennial pink because millennial pink is a much lighter shade. Oh, sure. okay, okay, okay. But it's just yeah. been a thing that I find. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a true thing that I I think that when when people want to talk about the Palestinian-Israeli thing, I think as, as somebody who's a Palestinian and is has the only right to criticize it, I can say that that's something I wish, sort of as a culture, they would embrace more mm. of. And until they do, they were, I don't think they'll see the gains that they that they need to. You know, they'll never sustain. That's interesting. So for yourself, growing up like between two worlds and each con like each world is kind of in its own conflict so like in america you're like muslim versus white and then yeah. there you're like palestinian versus Israel. like what was your identity growing up like by the time let's say you were like 14 15 16 what did you what did you feel about like your place in the world like did you feel strongly rooted in being palestinian or were you just like i'm from orange county <laughs> i think i was from orange county yeah I think that because... So you're 714 first, and I'm that's seven, what matters. Yeah, I'm 714 <laughs> way before I'm plus 022 two, 
whatever goofball and before you're nine and before you're nine eleven before I'm nine eleven of course now I am loyal to nine eleven that is something I'll never put behind me my favorite thing when Gwen Stefani came out with her second album she had a song called Orange County Girl which you know was my anthem yeah and she says back in the seven one four days she like, was a seven one four chick yeah of course she's Anaheim. Oh. I love all her references to OC, like in Cool, one of her hits. Yeah. She was like, Back on Harbor Boulevard. Yeah. Harbor Boulevard. Yeah. That's really great. But yeah, so feel it like at home also was this like a constant kind of like, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, all dads have one, only one topic sure. to talk about. And I'm sure this was your dad's. This was unfortunately my dad's. My dad was an undiagnosed alcoholic who probably, uh, or maybe a, whatever, a drug addict or whatever. And, Guys who are uh, less enlightened, because my dad's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. He's not enlightened, though. He's not mm-hmm. a guy who like ever thought to himself, like, oh, I'm going to just like, pick up a book and read. But if you told mm-hmm. my dad, like, hey, people who read on average earn you know, $30 more a week, he'll get that. That mm-hmm. makes sense to him. But other to, to just pick up a book and read is not anything he's ever done. Mm-hmm. But I, he grabbed religion pretty early on in my life, and that became his thing, okay. where he's like, that's a good way to, to really like shape up a person who like can't be shaped up any other way, mm-hmm. you know? So, so, uh, it was, I, I think I, I all grew up, especially uh, in Orange County, very much feeling like, you know, this is really, this is two worlds. And, and my dad was very clear about it at home. Like we're Muslims. We fast during Ramadan. We pray five times a day. Sometimes I wear a weird hat. <laughs> Did you, so you were praying five times a day? Uh, I never, I, I think I got up to like two. <laughs> In my mind, you're wearing like a, like a, like some sort of pop punk shirt yeah, and then oh you're yeah. like getting sure. down to like, it says motion city soundtrack And you're like, on my your shirt. bangs yeah. are like hitting the ground. Yeah. No. Wait, where, did, did your, would did, would your mom or your dad be like, did you pray to, like, did you pray the uh, proper amount of time today? Did you lie to them? All the time. So <laughs> I said, my parents, as far as my parents are concerned, I'm like the, one of the, I'm a, I'm a sheikh at the yeah, local at mosque down here. <laughs> How often did you go to mosque? How often is I that? used to go every night with my dad. He used every to make Every night. Me. I, when I was a kid, when I was wow. in like high school, weeknights, school nights, dude, you're coming to the mosque. Man. Every night. Every night I had to go and fucking take my shoes off. So and you walk like into lettered in lettered in Islam yeah, exactly. you're a varsity captain by yeah, the time yeah. you're senior it, um, and how does the mosque work is it separated by gender is it all inclusive what, how separated does it, by gender okay. women and women have to pray in what I assume is the garage or something like the least comfortable <laughs> it's like in the club it's like pray. bitches to the right yeah. play us to the left <laughs> Is that what they yeah, say when you walk in? Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to slap it. It's in Arabic, but yeah, you know, so it says it. Tag the thing. You hey, tag Catholics it. separate gender too in a crazy way. They so, do? Yeah. What's a Catholic and separation? Mass? Oh, I, um, no, not in mass, oh. but um, in Catholic schooling. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah, of, of course, the schooling, yeah. even though it's the same school, will be completely different campuses, but the same thing. Yeah. And then also nuns and priests, the whole thing. Yeah, like, that's true. I'm not saying it's the same thing, no, but no, they no. do I'm love to you. separate by gender. I'm with you. I think this is a hilarious thing that religions do, which is really funny. Like, because I go, like, I I could I could you can make the argument to me in school yeah. I'll listen to that argument if you want to go like let you know boys and girls keep them away from each other otherwise they're gonna fuck I'm listening but you make them yeah. more horny that way I, my, my, my friend know? that's went, a good argument that's yeah. why I get that but if you're like look in, in church uh, they're not gonna fuck in church yeah, right. yeah, yeah. let them it's be together true. in church I yeah. promise you they yeah. will keep it together be safe. yeah <laughs> yeah so you go so you're going every single night every night wow Five, so, five nights a week? Yeah, so the way Muslim mosque works is so they have a big one on Friday, mm-hmm. right? That's the 
a prayer that occurs in the afternoon. There's two afternoon prayers. The first one is like the is Friday first one. That's the big one. And then um, every day you have five prayers and they're all segmented to certain time zones or time you know periods, yeah. right? Like 5 a.m. And then you have until the next prayer before you can, you know, you have yeah. to do these in time too. Right. That's the hard thing. It's all time. Like you got to fucking. It's a lot of planning. This is what I say to people. Is, well, you cannot be half-assed Muslim. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. It is. A, you can't be like, well, I just, I just fast during Ramadan. Other than yeah. that, I'm doing nothing else. You're all in. Yeah. Or all out. So, right. <laughs> so the, the nighttime prayers is I would go and we would go like for those like late, late at night prayers, the fourth meal prayers. Yeah. Fourth meal, the Taco Bell fourth meal prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Was there, is there a lot of drama at a mosque the way that there is at a, as a at a church, I would imagine, or like Not a, Catholic. Well, I don't know, or like a Baptist church. They're always like, yeah, that type of stuff seems to be like, is there um, drama? Is there politics within the mosque? Of course there is. Yeah, there is politics. And it's really interesting. There is always politics between like the guys on the ground doing the praying and the guys who are like board, you know, board members, they make decisions on like funding and stuff like that. And they would never be like at the mosque. They would show up like once a week. These guys were like professionals. They were businessmen. Okay. They're, you know, whatever. But like there was a lot of like, man, these people don't know. They don't understand like how this place is actually run. Like they're, you know, so there was always like kind of like a, this sort of organizer experience uh, that I felt in the mosque where like, I mean, not me organizing, but other people being like, you know what's going on up top, man, we got to stop them. They're funneling money the wrong way. And that okay. was like the kind of politics that I, I, I had heard growing up, but it was never, you know, it was always about like, uh, they're, they're getting in, the man is getting in the way of our, of our relationship with God. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. It was never. Yeah. Is this, uh, this is a loaded question, not towards you, but towards, um, me. Uh, is there pedophilia in Islam that uh, much? Why, why towards you? Oh, because you I'm Catholic and oh, I'm still oh. like, oh, I'm still taking polls. Like Catholics, <laughs> you're still winning on pedophilia. Oh. So, you know, we, we, like, uh, we definitely don't have any, like, uh, the, so the problem with the Catholic Church is that you guys have that official church, the Vatican. Yeah, no, all these ridiculous tiers. tiers yeah. And the tiers below it, but we all sort of yeah. look one general direction. Islam is not, there's none of that okay. in Islam. Kind of Saudi Arabia, but not really. Like Saudi Arabia is just a thing. Really. Right. But so there is for sure abuse going on, but it's not happening in the same way. It, the system of Catholicism sets things up differently, right? right. It just like breeds it, you know, unfortunately. Ew. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Probably the probably that was a bold question. Probably could have used well, a I'm word. just yeah. saying, you know what? I know Catholics, you're, you're, you're hoping somebody's going to outdo. But oh yeah, the there's no what. There's yeah. still no. I still think it's probably one of the worst religions solely because of that. Sure, yeah. Catholicism. Yeah. There are parts of the world and there are parts of the Muslim world that that it's a problem, but it has nothing to do with the religion. It's like a cultural problem. Are you guys ever see that documentary? It's an Afghan. It's an, it's actually Afghan. <sighs> I read the Kite Runner. It's that. Is I'm that what the Kite Runner is about? Traumatized. I'm glad I didn't read it. I'm glad I I forewent reading I it as a child. Yeah, I'd like to move on from this subject. I'm very traumatized. <laughs> um, so what? <laughs> When did you... St- you never would have made it in Catholicism. <laughs> I never would have made it in Catholicism. So when did you um, stop mosking and start Republicaning? Uh, that's a good question. I How was did probably, that translate? I was probably, uh, you know, just transferring over to a public 
uh, university. Okay. And that's where a lot of people become Republicans. Okay, your first year. It's state. It's like state the freshman 15 school. and then you explore yeah. libertarianism and... Do you understand how bold I was? College Republican who received financial aid. Where do you get and off? And you were railing that? against social services. Where do you get off? You were getting, you were getting financial aid. You get off in the White House. That's where you get off. Okay. The state was handing you a goddamn check. Yeah. When you became a Republican, did you know any other... Arab people, Palestinian people, non-white people who were like in your college, like who were thinking like you? Yeah. I, you know, what's funny is I always knew people who were thinking like me and they would also be very secretive about it. They'd be like, you know, I kind of think like you too. Like it was a lot of that because I think whatever I was in college was actually not really had to do with like whatever's going on in terms of like. I wasn't that interested in like the presidency. Mm-hmm. I was really interested in like, I, I hated the way the people around me were and everybody around me in college was like a big like progressive, like everybody, <laughs> everything. Was, and they're just pissing me. I was I was Republican what, as yeah, a punk. What made you like, you were a, yeah, you were a, a punk looking? No, yeah. that's awful. Oh boy. I'm, I'm really killing it tonight. Um, so you <laughs> are a teenager, suburban Keep teenager, going to mosque. You were also in a pop punk band. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll edit in some of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. those hot tracks. Um, what, like, when did you start thinking or like learning about like when, how were you shaping your worldview and being like, Oh, I got to get on some message boards. Or, like, well, what? yeah. I mean, a lot of it was doing research. Cause I mean, I, I, that it was cool. I remember just like the early days of the internet, how fucking mm-hmm. awesome it was. It was so fun. You know how fucking fun. Yeah. Early it was pretty was? crazy. It was so good. You yeah. just hop on and you'd read stuff and like, it would be hard to find, but you'd find it. That's when I like, I think like we got a computer and I was like, Spending my computer time doing a lot of reading. Yeah. On like, well, it turns out the Prophet Muhammad had like a nine-year-old wife or whatever. That's kind of weird. Like, <laughs> like, just, like, you're when like, rabbit holes wrong. were fun and not mind-numbing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But but that shook me a little bit yeah. even. And I you remember like, like I don't remember that part. <laughs> yeah, I remember just like reading all these things and, and just kind of realizing as you start as you start to read all the stories and realizing how similar everything is. And yeah. So, well, the Virgin Mary was in sixth grade, so let's yeah. just yeah. That's the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. It gets really weird when you. Yeah. We start talking ages. No, oh yeah, the year they start to bleed, it's like impregnate them. Oh, God. You know? It's yeah. true. It's, no, it's I know, historically. I know. Yeah. It's, it's so it's bizarre, and that's if we could really put, just boil it down to that. It's like that's the thing that really bothers me. Is like why are we listening to this nonsense? I know, I know that's what we are all thinking, but why? Why is it so hard? It's yeah. just it's it's crazy to me that like i have to go to like showcases and be like talk about talk about cool islam is like no it's not <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's, it's, God. it's not that cool it's yeah. scary there's your pull quote <laughs> ramsey badawi i did not say that you you're the one I who will just happily said say that. it's not that cool it's scary i will happily say that so this did this start it, this was kind of the beginning of your conflict of yeah. of wanting to idealize more western ideals i started to exactly i started to research more uh and then i would start to read different people christopher hitchens (laughs) (laughs) i knew you iconic surprise no but i love christopher hitchens still man (sighs) when christopher hitchens died i i'm i imagine this is what everybody felt when kobe died Uh, you know what i mean i was so loss of a great comedic mind (laughs) i was devastated when hitchens died i really did love i loved him um i so 
I read all those guys. All the I swear to God, dude, I was on the surfboard in the front of this sort of like weird uh, Reddit, like loser white guy culture. Yeah. I was in the forefront. <laughs> I knew Jordan Peterson way before people knew who Jordan Peterson was. Yeah, you predated Reddit. I was, yeah. I was yeah. predating it. There's a picture of me from a Halloween like six years ago, and I was Milo Yiannopoulos. And people were like, what is that? Oh, <laughs> deep respect for being a gay conservative. Yeah, yeah. I was a gay yeah. conservative. So yeah. I even remember when I first heard about Milo, I'm like, this guy's phenomenal. Like, <laughs> Because I was that age, I was twenty three maybe when I yeah. first heard about you, Milo. Spouting like, his doctrine in in pearls, pearls. and pearl earrings, yes. it's a, a, <laughs> in, insane. Also, I remember one of the funniest things. I think I heard this on a comedy podcast, but it was true. So, like a quote that Christopher Hitchens said about like women not being funny mm-hmm. how they're supposed to be like the laughers and they like open their mouth to present their like orifice to men like that's like <laughs> evolutionary his theory about sure. why women aren't funny and why they laugh at men well, yeah and i was like that is fully hilarious if he <laughs> if he didn't truly earnestly believe that that it would be he truly would be one of the funniest people yeah. ever yeah. it's a really funny <laughs> look okay i'm gonna part of not being religious is you don't take everything and i'm leaving that vanity fair article <laughs> that christopher hitchens did that's his thing that's his sword to die on <laughs> um he was still i still but anyways i he informed a lot of how i was thinking a lot about he was he was very pro iraq war and i kind of like got super into the iraq war god i was just, they were their first album was great dude, <laughs> at that could, time i was as you can imagine women loved me back then <laughs> A lot of Iraq War talk. A lot were you of wearing? Con- I just need to know: Were you wearing blazers to uh, school? Uh, no, I in was, my mind you were. No, you know what? I was like really like kind of a. It was like a real norm core kind of thing going on. Okay. I was like, no, I'm wearing a, a shirt from Walmart. You know, yeah. like I'm a Whoa. good old boy. You're like, a good don't old boy. Even, like, I was wearing ties to college because it was like an Avril Lavigne. Oh, of course, era. and a fedora. And a fedora. Yeah. yeah, wow. And one time a guy stopped me in the quad and he was like, "I like your style," and we went on a date. Anyway, okay. Whoa. <laughs> and that's the tie that got me a guy. <laughs> in, co- in college? That's the tie that got me a guy. <laughs> yeah, truly. Wow. He was like drawn to me. What? My little tie. What grade were you in? I was in college. It was like my freshman year in college. Freshman year. Well, this is important. Freshman yeah. or CC. At Cal I State mean, Fullerton, our beloved alma mater. Dude, tight. One, one, dude, I can't believe a Titan did that. I a Titan. <laughs> That's our. That's Honey, our I put the tie in tight. Yeah, dude. Oh no. Oh, I'm on no. fire, and none of you guys are. I was the flat iron, me. your hair really long emo thing, and then of course by like after PE, it would be like completely curled and waved up again. Like I could never keep it completely flat ironed. It just it. wouldn't. Yeah. So in high school, I was all emo. I was just. Oh, was okay. It. I was all emo, all yeah, emo, yeah. all the time. Yeah. But that was always challenging <laughs> for me. Was the hair because I have you and I. Have, I think almost similar-ish yes, in terms yeah. of like texture. Yeah. And I never could figure it, figure it out and there's no goddamn way my father would buy me a hair straightener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no yeah. fucking way. Yeah. I didn't have sisters. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had three sisters. I had to steal that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no fucking way. I remember I used to wear girl pants because like they just couldn't like, they never oh, yeah. made guy pants. They never pants made them tight enough. That yeah. were like, <laughs> that were tight enough. That was a very specific era of history between when they started manufacturing male skinny jeans and when yeah. right? the Isn't boys, that- and they were low-rise, so like it was always a weird yeah. oh what a time yeah it was a weird so you were time. crossing gender identity very early on as he, as a good republican she does yeah know. as a good republican has in his yeah. past so know, no blazers no blazers yeah, yeah. okay no blazers. but you were and, um yeah. act, active in the college republican young group? americans for liberty yeah y'all i was the chapter president I were there any females um there was a couple of feisty females yeah <laughs> and were they like from texas in my mind they're blonde 
Yeah, there were no, but they were orange. Good, they're good old Orange County checks. Or were they like, yeah. I, you know, in my mind, they're like the weird, like um, Stepford biblical wives yeah. that are like blonde. They all look like Fox News commentators, like Tammy, Tammy Laren. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tommy, and they're just like, they're like the thing is that like my dad, he worked hard for what he got, and maybe yeah. if blacks would try working, they would do it. You that's know, a great Tammy Laren. <laughs> you know what though? There's that's there's a ton of those, but then there's mm-hmm. also this other breed of Republican female that I loved, which was always like, I got fucking three jobs, like. <laughs> just angry like because they were always like either people who were super entitled or people who were genuinely super hardworking and you were like and so they were almost fueled by this mm. like I'm so hardworking why can't everybody else be as hardworking as yeah. me not realizing that you know yeah. a zillion things right yeah. right so those were the two kinds of I feel like female Republicans I would run into was the and t- yeah. did you hook up with them I did I did date one for several years who's who's who checked this this is uh how I got into politics because she was her family was like really well connected into like Orange County politics, and so they got me like jobs right away. Like like they got me a job in people's offices. I was getting like interns. You were like Kushnering before. Yeah, it was, I was hot. It was cr- yeah, absolutely. I I did participate in corruption. <laughs> Which is the most Arab thing about it. <laughs> and you know what? You had to go to America to do it. Yeah. <laughs> My parents are proud of me. <laughs> that is so funny. Will now, you say her name? Just what her first name was? Her name was Jacqueline. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Named after a Democrat. Hold on. How gross. Jacqueline. She was Latina. Very like Latina. Plot very, twist. Like, spoke was Spanish fluent. Like, like just very connected with me- her Mexican heritage, but uh-huh. also very conservative. Very much like... You know, went to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. The whole was she the first whole generation or like fifth generation? Probably, I think like probably actually third. Her oh yeah, her grandma was was obviously was like a the immigrant. immigrant. Yeah. So, yeah. so is that second or third? Whatever that's, that is. And I was she your second third. your second or third cousin? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm right, yeah. She sounds like what you what I hear when you talk about some of your more conservative female mm-hmm. relatives. Yeah, although I do have a lot of conservative, not a lot, but a, a an. A, too much for my taste um relatives who are first generation and conservative and that blows my mind it's the I'm catholic like, school thing right he, no they don't all go to catholic school okay. it i think it becomes that way when they got older and they have forgotten a way of life that their parents came from they forget i feel like it is a, a forgetting of who they are it's like a buying yeah. into this american dream and they think they need to leave part of their culture behind you know or they think they need to in order to better it they need to condescend to people in their culture instead of trying to you know what i mean yeah it's a privilege Um, of thinking you don't have privilege right Mm -hmm. it's it's your uh you're now going like well i'm latino or for my in my case i'm arab i i seem to be doing fine i'm thinking this way why can't everybody think all the way that exactly yeah and you don't go like well maybe that person uh, is struggling money-wise maybe this maybe that maybe this person was uh, uh, assaulted as a child or what you know right. yeah. you just don't know how to think in that yeah. way because you're it's so crazy oh you know it's another big thing the latinos who even though they're first generation their parents happen to have obtained papers to come over versus those who couldn't and had to come over quote illegally sure that there's this big thing of no, like yeah. well my I, mom came over from peru I, yeah legally and it's it, but you just don't understand that a lot of that falls to chance when they're immigrating totally. when you hear the stories of how they immigrated a lot of times it's down to the final moments whether they're going to cross legally or illegally yeah um it comes down to pure luck yeah. a lot of times so this like superiority complex over other immigrants who don't have papers just blows my mind but you have a lot of them working at the u.s like immigration department yeah. who are helping make these policies you know 
conservative Latinos who think that they're better. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's this weird thing of like, uh, I'm better than you because my grandparents had a more of a choice when they wanted to leave. Like, it's a weird right. line to draw. Yeah, I'm better than you because my grandpa's had a piece of paper and right. said it was okay. It said he was okay. Right. What a, it's so, it's so really weird. crazy that people can be so like turned off by that stuff. By the way, there are, if you want to have an argument about immigration or anything, it's like, there's an argument to have everywhere. Like, sure. Could something be better? Could, could something be worse? Of course. Right. But the part where you are so ignorant that you're like, Oh man, like, man, I'm, we're legal three generations back it's it, it really is mind-boggling to me right. what a chance what a lucky thing yeah it's true how did you leave this way of thinking how did you stop becoming a being a conservative latino yourself how did i stop being a conservative <laughs> latino that's a great question um i you know what i it really was um i think moving out of orange county was super, certainly helpful being in Orange County, it's very easy when you're surrounded by like sort of this like mentality and comfort and whatever. But um, I mean, honestly, it's like I think I still feel like that I have some probably points of view that are considered more conservative leaning than not. But I think I'm like, how could you be? How could anybody be anything? Like, does it make any sense? But you must have hit a point because you were like the president of the Yaffle or whatever. What were you? What you were a president acronym? of something, Yo. and so oh, that yeah. means you were the president of Yolo, and yeah. then you. <laughs> yeah. Well. And then what made you kind of fade after that? And then you were working on campaigns. You were corrupting campaigns and running. I was campaigns. corrupting campaigns. I was. Uh, I was running one of the largest, most important campaigns in all of California, Assembly District. I believe it was sixty-five. <laughs> Chris Norby was the name of my candidate. <gasps> this was Norby. He was, I believe, uh, your assemblyman for. for until Ramsey Vidawi got his hands in I, there. He was I'm, I'm aware. My mother was a public school teacher. And, Ooh. And Sharon Cork Silva. Oh, honey. Close personal friend. Um, Fam- the mayor of Fullerton? Ever heard of her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll a have colleague, you know. A colleague, a close associate of my mother's. I'll have you know right now, I can call uh, the... Uh, you can have the, her killed? <laughs> no. I'll call the vice mayor of Fullerton. I, I, I didn't know Whitaker. I was with two high-powered OC officials. Yes. The city of Fullerton? Well, I wouldn't say OC. Yeah, I'd keep it yeah. to Fullerton. Okay, yeah. fine. Your Belinda. As my, mother calls it, <laughs> as my mother calls Fullerton the Paris of Orange County. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes. So so I was, in, I was at that campaign or whatever, and I was the campaign manager for Chris Norby. And here's the thing. The reason why they had me there was I didn't have a ton of experience but they were like this should be a cakewalk for this guy because he's this is a solid red you know he's gonna win or whatever what they did not anticipate was Chris Norby was such a wild card that he did a lot of things that pissed off a lot of people and he uh, pissed off Disney which like Oh, honey. Because no. Anna, you no. don't fuck yeah. with Disney. Yeah. Disney just did some goofy stuff where they were like funneling money from like different <laughs> Goofy. I, yeah. They really, I, pardon my language, pardon the pun, but Disney did some real goofy. Yeah. They were, did they really, were they, they really, acting real Mickey Mouse about it? They really Mickeyed those numbers. Let's say, now that sounds like I'm being racist to Irish people. I know. Oh, he's making up the numbers. I don't think you can be racist it? towards Irish people. Yeah, I guess it's that's okay. Right. Yeah. He's saying it to my face, so it's fine. <laughs> No, so so he pissed off Disney, right? He okay. basically said that, like, you know, he was he, he voted to end like these crazy tax breaks that like the film industry was taking. It, it, it pissed Disney off, and they put all this money in, and they turned this really easy campaign to a really challenging one for me, where I didn't have a lot of resources. They were like pummeling us with like ads, and I was like 
on the floor watching how people win elections. Little fucking three. You think it's cool tweets and shit and like mm-hmm. it's three by five cards. It's old people. It's it's n- nobody gives a fuck. It's I'm not going to vote for anybody who I didn't vote for last year. It's you're done. Yeah. With all, it's all about rallying all those people. It's very from the outside. I, I like to watch it. But doing it is is makes you lose belief in God and anything in the movie version of this in my mind i see ramsey he's he his suit jacket's off he's in a button-up though he's sweating and his arms are rolled up to the side and and phones are ringing in the background and he's like just like raking his hands through his hair and he's like you're fucking killing me goddamn cocksucker because that's like i watch a veep so that's how you all talk when this podcast is over i will show you pictures and and you know um you can i'll send them your way to share them with the pod listeners ramsey is a few person who I would say, I think you'd agree, the before picture and the after picture, the before comedy and after picture, you got a lot hotter, I would say. Uh, he looks like... And he's a handsome r- man. Remarkably they, different. Yeah. Like, it's uh, yeah. rare that as you get older, you get, you like, you clean yeah. up. I figured That's it a out a little bit. Yeah, thank you. No, I did figure it out a little bit. I do look at those pictures. You look quite different. But there's yeah. some pictures of me, like, button up, really wrinkly shirt. Like, I hadn't ironed it or anything. Yeah. Like a you had, your hair was like very sh- closely shaved. It was right? shaved. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would buzz yeah. the haircut because I was very... You looked 10 years older, I would Say. It's was, like all about being utilitarian, but you have such a beautiful head of hair. Like you need to show it off. I was very self-conscious. I, being in Orange County, wishing I was white, I was always like, "Why can't I just have cool straight hair?" Like yeah. I just, I was always so. To me, buzzing it made so much more sense. Like yeah. there we go. Now I don't have to think about this anymore. It yeah. is crazy. Like I did have this recurring dream from kindergarten, of going out into the sun, and suddenly my hair being bright blonde and it's so flowy and lanky like like a macaulay culkin to where it wouldn't do fucking weird things you know what i mean because it always seemed like the white kids had just perfect straight like hair that just did whatever the style that was in it could do that oh you know what i mean it just my hair wouldn't trying they would just kind of like and you'd go like that oh, 90s all I, like all I, split I, style yeah. Yeah. couldn't happen you just shake your head in it like oh yeah it'd be so cool yeah, yeah. so I yeah. remember being a kid so to me buzzing my hair it, it's kind of interesting like when you do look at the the sort of the movie version of my life it's like the buzzing of the hair was so symbolic of like yeah. I'm, I'm now fuck it I'm white it was now. your G.I. Yeah. Jane moment yeah it was my G.I. Jane moment I'm living I'm living it but all but you behind. ended up just looking Mexican yeah <laughs> very Mexican <laughs> Katie's pointed out she, and like she, Chris named of the cousins I look like yeah <laughs> so it's really funny but so you're running this campaign they're beating your ass they're beating yeah. us dude yeah. I mean, they're throwing money in from like because here's the thing campaign finance is so crazy people don't even understand like the rules are like as an individual I can't give uh, more than fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. But the political party can make donations in as much as they want to. Now, if I donate and I get a bunch of money into the Democratic Party of Sacramento, and then they move that money over to the Democratic Party of Riverside, and then they move it back up to fucking the one in Oregon, mm-hmm. then they move it back down to Orange. It's like they they do this crazy thing where they're just shifting dark money all over wherever the place, wherever it needs to go, wherever it needs to go, and that's you don't like, know where it's coming. That's how the dark web works. Yeah. It just goes from server to server, <laughs> so you can't, so you can never trace it. Exactly. Well, that's crazy. And so you know, we were just getting pummeled. We we're like, where are they getting all this money? And learning that kind of stuff fucking killed my faith in democracy. Interesting. I was dead. But at the end of that, we lost. Like I forfeited. Thanks to Ramsey Badawi, this is because this is why this was the most important race in all of California. Was if it flipped, 
the Democrats had a super majority in, in the state assembly. Dun, dun, dun. And a super majority means you just get to pass the law. You don't really need to, you know, oh. you can like, you can go back on a, on a veto. You don't, you don't yeah. need, you don't need you the just governor. Pull total power. You have total power. You're RuPaul on Drag Race. Exactly. I love it. And thanks to Ramsey Badawi, guess what? Democrats now have a super majority. I was depressed. <gasps> I was really sad. You created history and we didn't even know oh this. Oh my God. Thanks to, well, that's the thing. Well, you, it was a little bit of Disney and a lot <laughs> yeah. of Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the ratio? A little bit of Disney magic. Yeah. That's all you needed. That's how egocentrical <laughs> you are as a child. I literally was like, I can't believe I cost I California. <laughs> Sitting in a dark room, <laughs> drinking oh drinking a, a scotch, actually apple juice, not legally allowed to drink. <laughs> so when you moved into comedy, um, how did that change you? I was still working as and a in like how a campaign did you go off- from yeah, yeah from so yeah ten? I was just we were cleaning out the campaign office, and I remember like I was like that it was that week, and I remember just being like the idea of ever having to do this again mm. was devastating to me, and I was drinking four five six energy drinks a day as opposed to now you're about four well, i like to tell people i'm doing the energy teas now it's a little, <laughs> okay it's, a little it's healthier bit. it's a slow burn energy yeah. mate yeah well right? not quite that it's still made by monster but it's like a, <laughs> it's like a it's a lot more zen it's a cleanse <laughs> yeah. it's a monster cleanse <laughs> you ever see the ones like cans with like a dragon and it's just like ginseng but it's yeah okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah i'm drinking those now okay anyhow I, I then went to a doctor to find out why I was like so tired or whatever. And he was like, you're depressed, you you know, all this other uh, nonsense. And I realized that the whole thing was I had just gotten so depressed from it. I hated it so much. The idea, everything, I couldn't move. I couldn't get out of bed. I was stuck for mm-hmm. weeks. And um, I'd been listening to like podcasts at the time. And I remember, uh, this is an unfortunate thing, but like... <laughs> The way podcasts motivated so many fucking losers to get up. Oh, and do it created. Something. That's what WTF started me. Yeah, like, it was, and that was like 2010. Well, it did create this like false sense of glory yes. and like history yeah. and story. But then when you actually listen back, you go, oh, like they actually were really hard times, and now we're actually living that now. You yeah. know, it's and, hard. And even now, like occasionally, I'll listen to an old podcast, like from the heyday of podcasting. Yeah. It's like. Pete, Pete Holmes episode eight or something. Oh, God. But you'll go like, oh, yeah. so much of that advice made no sense to me back then. No. Yeah. I had no clue. Maybe it makes no sense to me today, but I at least can conceptualize it a little bit better. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I, I just remember had been listening to like podcasts, whatever. And I tried stand up when I was 19 and I like fucking bombed so bad that I never thought I could do it again. Mm. I wanted to do it when I was a kid. But when I started listening to podcasts and hearing like, oh no, you're supposed to bomb. It's fine. I'm, you know, yeah. got this second desire to do it again. And I uh, went and signed up for the groundlings. Oh, I didn't know what to do. What was your, what was your fir- next, or you said you did one stand up mic, but what was your first stand up mic? Like your official first stand-up? Max Bloom. It was in Orange County. Bloom's I missed baby. that mic. I wasn't our I home club. Lot, but it's you, our home club. You took me to that and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I showed up. I was wearing a shirt of like a business casual attire. <laughs> And I, I didn't want to sign up. I was like, I'll just come and watch. I'll yeah. see what's going on. I was and we were all like, yeah. why is you, why is a dad here? <laughs> I'm sure. You know, it's so funny. I'm sure while I was you there. You looked 40 and you were in a suit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Business casual. I'm sure while I was there, every comic was like, hey, who's dad? I'm sure yeah. they yeah. all ripped it. But I'll never forget walking in and, and Connor is walking 
away from the stage and he's got an eye patch on because he had oh, like had yeah. a spy or something. Yeah. But I'll never forget. <laughs> I remember these years. You have just these moments. Like I'll never forget him just kind of like with the with the sign up list looking at me and just kind of being like here and like he just like handed it to me or whatever. And then I signed up and he went up and he just continued to bomb. And I remember being like, you know, like I think I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> like he had inspired me to do it. And um, yeah, I uh, I then for you know. Uh, I think that that time stuck. That was like it for me right there. Yeah. How do you feel your identity has affected your chances in show business, if at all? Interesting. I don't, I think that my point of view is, 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 uh, it's different and it's not, it's, it's really, it's a challenging question because I, I know that some things to me, I have like a, a certain point of view that may, it makes sense to me that it might not be the most appealing thing for NBC to want to pick up tomorrow. And, well, and this is a problem with. we all have. You are not the right kind of Muslim. You're not the right kind of gay. Yeah. Or Latino. Or Latino. Yeah. And I... But don't you don't you go like I'm too I, smart for women. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Agreed. So funny. <laughs> But yeah, so it is. But yeah. I get it. So I yeah. get it. I'm. I'll tell you what it has done. It does make me resent certain narratives that I that I I don't think I would resent in any other context. Yeah. Right. I sometimes get a little like whenever I see somebody try too hard to have like force in a woman with hijab into a show, where it's like she's like the feminist, but like you know for some reason she's wearing a hijab, but never talks about like stress, you know, wrestling with that or whatever. Like these kinds of like weird things will always like. They 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 it's, send a it's shiver the Disney, down my spine. The Disney version of diversity. The Disney version of diversity. Oh yeah. yeah. So, not only does it do I feel like they're not looking at what I'm doing. I almost don't give a fuck about that. But sometimes I will go like, why do you have to pretend that that's what I am? Like, why are you? T- why is that the narrative you're putting out? Why can't you put out a more complicated one? But you know, I guess at the same time, don't you? I mean, Jonathan, you're saying you, you have a similar issue. Don't you just kind of go like, this is just the time we're in. I'm, it's unfortunate. I probably would have been way better off in 50 years from now <laughs> coming up. But yeah, it's yeah. the future. It's the future. What yeah. do I do? I, I definitely feel that because I feel like either I have to be like super, super like femme, skinny, twink, kind of like gay guy. Sure. Um, or like repressed closeted or like people know he's gay off stage but doesn't talk about it on stage type of gay comic there's really not anything in the middle there's no just like i'm a guy and then i'm also gay but it's like a thing that i you know it's like not like a thing it's not my whole thing but i also don't like it when people get like i hate to say like gay credit and then then don't talk about it at all on stage and i was like yeah you may be a gay man but you're a straight comic you know what i mean that is so funny you do all say that yeah Yeah. and it's like (laughs) of course you're getting ahead because you're doing stuff that's more marketable and more profitable. Yeah, he's doing straight face. <laughs> it's yeah. no, I mean it is yeah. true. Yeah. If you, there are comics who are like, oh, I, I just don't talk about being gay because it's like doesn't interest me, and it's like that's bullshit. You do it because it's more money, it's more profitable. People will rep you, people will book you. Club owners won't feel weird because no one gives a fuck what you do off stage. They only care about what you're doing on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you talk about it, and then you don't talk about it in the way, in, in maybe the right way or a digestible way then they don't know what to do with you. And the same thing goes with Latino. And that's even more complicated because they don't even know how to, they don't know how complicated like race is in, in like Latinidad. They don't get that. So, so. Uh, so when I see, and so the challenging thing with the, is with like Arab Muslim background is 
when I hear that happening with Latino culture, it's yeah. like we got no fucking chance then because we're talking about a culture that is literally built uh, like in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like it is here. This is a culture that they're super familiar with. People learn Spanish in school. Yeah. And even with all of that information, all the Latinos that live here, all of the, they're still fucked up weird, like politics around it and still like unclear right. about how to represent. With that being yeah. said, it's like, it's even a further shot in the Arab world. I've, become so into this thing of like i'm just built i have to build an own my own thing i can't i can't wait for somebody to wait till uh you know my point of view is palatable to them or whatever you know That's, do you do you feel there's weird gatekeeping around you by other arabs or by non-arabs like people who are in power i do feel it's a lot of people who are like you ever do those nbc stand up for whatever tried bullcrap yeah yeah we all have yeah i i my feedback that i feel like i always get from them is something to the effect of could you be more of what we think you should be like it's really not yeah. could you do right. more what is do you you like hummus talk a little bit about <laughs> riff a few olive oil type references maybe it's a lot of like yeah and look you know what i know some arab guys who are like yo my mom is like the best falafel and i'm like if you can do that <laughs> the best, the best falafel. falafel my mom is the best falafel my mom's a falafel. <laughs> my mom's a falafel is is really it's a sitcom in the oh making if God. I've ever heard one. <laughs> Dude, if you can do it, don't even I I go, hey, if you can do it and you don't feel sick to your stomach, God bless you. I yeah. I feel sick to my stomach yeah. when I like goof around on shit like that. Like right. I have so many thoughts. <laughs> you have de- there's more depth to being you, but even to the to your identity, yeah. there's more depth to the identity anyways, you I, know? Yeah, I feel very fortunate. In the last few years, I've been connecting with a lot of Arabs and I've been connecting with a lot of people online who are finding and and, and really uh, sort of resonating with the idea that I think the imperfections of Middle Eastern people are hilarious. I like I think that that culture is rich and beautiful, but it's not beautiful for the same reason a lot of the West is. Mm -hmm. It's only beautiful because it's funny to me when I'm like, you think, like, you don't understand toxic masculinity. You don't even get (laughs) it. Yeah, we haven't. (laughs) You don't know her, honey, until you... (laughs) Like, when people talk to me about the masculine, I'm like, you don't... Fucking get it, man. You're talking about weddings where women can't dance and and just like, it's all this honor fucking bullshit of like, I'll kill my daughters if I find out they have sex. Like, you don't fucking get it. But that to me is like sort of weirdly this this thing in the Middle East that I like, I I think is funny and interesting. It's not a good idea though. Yeah. It's what makes it funny. It's it's not a good idea. Is that the set that you auditioned for NBC? (laughs) I did did bring up, I remember the last one I did for them, I was like, my mom was talking about killing, I was like talking about killing Trump and shit. Like, I just just don't fucking care. (laughs) I love it so much. I did also have an AGT audition recently that I, I made the room laugh, but I think I know I'm not going to get it because I did talk about my chola sister stabbing people. Mm -hmm. And then in hindsight, I was like, that's not going to make it on TV. You think so? You know what I I mean? On America's Got Talent. Yeah, because I thought... That's a problem. No, because I thought, oh, it's no sex stuff, so it's clean. (laughs) It was full-on violence. And I was like... (laughs) so... They're like, please be dirty. This is insane. (laughs) You're talking about someone stabbing somebody. Yeah, I thought that's clean. Because you do... You can put violence in movies and it's PG, you know? It's a great point. Yeah. It's a great point. You can't... 
It's weird that you can't see like a, a nipple on a billboard, but if it is like those weird America's got uh, America horror story fucking like oh, yeah. blooding faces, yeah, like spikes face, coming out of your eyes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, why? Why yeah. is that one okay? Yeah, it's That's so true. Fine. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank, Thank you. you. This was I always, so much fun. I yes. always love hanging out with you. Oh, absolutely. Um, Very funny comedian. You're in the coven. F- go see him live. Go watch his stuff on YouTube. Where Follow can, him. What's your socials? Yeah. Where can we find you? You can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Ramsbad, uh, RamseyBadawi.com. Um, you can email me at Ramsey at RamseyBadawi.com. And uh, please subscribe to my podcast, Worst Hour of the Week. It is uh, a weekly current events-based podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, stuff about ISIS and, and, you know, um, it's really, it's, it's poorly, poorly prepared for, but, um, <laughs> it's fun. You should listen. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Ramsey. you so much. Thank you. Bye. Living, living, rough. living, with